0: Bob and Vicky Madej married late in life. Both had lost a spouse. And Bob says neither of them were prepared for the impact the holidays would have on their attempt to blend a new family.
1: We had taken some lead as we were getting counseled in our remarriage that we would try to start some new traditions. And we made every effort to make uh, new things sort of happen in our new family. And the interesting thing that happened is when it came to Christmas, that tradition sort of uh, superseded anything else that we had expected. We were put under pressure to hold the tradition in place, and uh, it was quite interesting.
0: This is Family Life Today. Our host is the president of Family Life, Dennis Rainey, and I'm Bob Lapine. If you are in a blended family, And you're headed into the holidays for the first time. Get ready. And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us on the Monday edition. I'm just curious. uh, You've had a number of pictures taken of your family over the years, right? Right. To your knowledge, any airbrushing ever done? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely.
2: Photoshop airbrushing. I mean, you you can't get a family perfect, I mean, uh, in real life or in photography. So
0: those Christmas
2: pictures I've been getting through the years bear only a a marginal resemblance (laughs) to the real thing is what you're saying. When I introduce my family uh, and I show a picture, I say, you know how we got that picture? We photoshopped in two children right. who weren't even in the in the picture at the time. We opened the eyes of two or three kids who never can seem to keep their eyes open during a picture. And I say, you know what? There's a reason for that because all families have um, have their blemishes. Well, and you had to you had to take a couple hundred
0: shots to get one where everybody was looking at the camera. Well, right? this was back in the days when you used to
2: take uh, like. Ten rolls. I remember rolls. Hundreds. I remember rolls. Hundreds of pictures to get a good one. I won't tell you which which one of our kids, but we had one. It was uh, this child was called the many faces of blank. I mean, (laughs) if there was a a way to make a strange looking face, this child this child did it. I've done a good job of protecting the identity at this point. (laughs) You know, the reason
0: I ask you if you've ever had anything airbrushed is because this is going to be one of those non-airbrush days. Oh, yeah. As we talk about the holidays and families and challenges and tensions and particularly how those can uh, emerge during the holiday season if you're in a remarriage or a blended family situation.
2: That's exactly right. And uh, joining us in the studio is Ron Deal. He is the director of Blended Family Ministries here at Family Life, is a prolific author, has written a brand new uh, book. In fact, uh, Ron, explain to our listeners what Life in a Blender is all about. it. It's subtitled, Living in a Step Family, a Guide for Kids.
3: Well, first of all, it's great to be back on the broadcast uh, with both of you. As you know, our blended family ministry endeavors to equip blended families, step families, uh, to go to the distance, to build families of grace that honor God and uh, create a climate where children can grow to know the Lord and to be loved. We've written a number of materials, books, Uh, We have DVDs for adults. We've never done anything for kids until now. Life in a Blender, Living in a Step Family is a booklet designed for children. Easy to read booklet for kids ages 10 and up. And it comes with a free parent discussion guide. The idea is get your kid thinking about a few things that they're probably feeling, put some words on it, and then give parents an opportunity to interact with their child mm-hmm. around that yep. and create dialogue that lets both of them understand each other better and move forward as a family.
2: Well, you've got more than 25 years experience in this uh, in this area. Marriages and families that are blended really do have some challenges around the holiday season. and um, decided to get up close and personal mm-hmm. and bring into the studio Bob and Vicki Maday, all the way from Jonesboro, Georgia, down near Atlanta. Bob and Vicki, welcome uh, to Family Life Today.
4: Thank you. We're happy to be here.
1: Our pleasure. Thank you.
2: We also brought uh, Bob and Vicki's daughters into the, the studio. Now, I have to mention at this point, Bob and Vicki have been uh, in a blended marriage now for five years. Have I got that right? That's correct. And uh, they brought uh, Bob's daughter, Katie, and uh, Vicki's daughter, Jonelle, into the studio. Uh, and this
0: is where all of the airbrushing goes away because we want we want the truth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth about some of the challenges that uh, that go along with blendeds. Uh, especially during the holidays.
3: And Ron, you've talked to a lot of blended couples yeah, over the years. Right? Holiday seasons are stressful, aren't they? they? They are. I mean, they're stressful for all families in some form or fashion. Right there, along with the joys of the season, are the stresses of making it all happen and work. We all know that and understand that. But anybody who's listening right now who's ever had any sort of significant loss, I'm not just talking about divorce, but death of a, a parent, a friend, any sort of significant loss, you know that the holidays come with mixed emotions. It just does that. You can't experience a happy moment without also feeling the sadness of somebody who's not there with you. Mm. And when you sit down and you engage in traditions that you may have done for years as a family, it also brings up Uh, the, uh, The fact that somebody's not there or life is not as you would want it to be. And that's one of the common experiences for adults and children in blended families. You may be able to fake it the rest of the year, but when the holidays roll around and you're sitting down and engaging in a tradition you've done for years as a family, but your dad's not there. It's hard to fake it. If you're engaging in a tradition that other people have brought to the table, your step-siblings, your step-parent has brought to the table and you don't get that tradition, doesn't make any sense to you, then you really can't fake it. And so oftentimes for blended families, the holidays kind of resurges stress.
2: Well, and Bob and Vicky, I need to mention at this point, because I failed to earlier, both of your spouses died, and then you remarried uh, not long after your spouses died, correct? Yes.
1: Yeah, it was not long for me, but it was a little longer for her.
2: <laughs> so, so take us to your first Christmas, uh, your first holiday season. Was it all smooth sailing? Uh, was it just as you expected, or were you guys really prepared for that first Christmas together?
4: Oh, we were totally unprepared for the challenges that we were going to be facing that first Christmas. Um, The first thing we did was we had our children address us and say, we do not want to be one big combined family. We want to keep our Christmases separate, which we also felt was important. So we planned a Christmas with my children and then planned a separate time with Bob's children.
0: Now, the, the two of you, Vicky, stayed together, so it's not like Bob was off with his kids and, Vicky, you were off with your kids. The two of you were the common element in both of those, but you didn't make the siblings kind of learn how to mash it up together, right?
4: Absolutely. You know, when um, Katie and Carlton got married, that didn't automatically mean that her parents and his parents get together for Christmas and have Christmas together. Right. And so we didn't feel like that that was fair to ask that of our kids either. And we have all adult children. And so we knew that that just wouldn't, wouldn't work for us. So we didn't even entertain that idea.
0: Yeah. Jonelle, let me ask you, as, um, as one of the kids in this situation, that first Christmas when here's your mom and here's her new husband— and the years of growing up and doing Christmas with your mom and your dad and your dad's not here anymore and here's this new guy and you're still not sure what you think about him and it's Christmas and how did that feel?
5: Well it was a little different for me than um the other siblings because I lived out of state. So naturally I was thinking I would be coming home for Christmas. But instead, I was coming to a new house, a new environment. I mean, it wasn't even our same Christmas tree that was put up that I was used to. So there was a lot that was different um, for me when I came home for Christmas that first year.
3: So, Janelle, you thought you might be going home for Christmas, but really quickly discovered that it didn't feel like home at all. Is that what you're saying?
5: That's correct.
3: Yeah. And so where does that take you? I mean, how do you begin to try to get your mind and your heart around that? Because obviously you care deeply about your mother and you, for, the, for her well-being or for her sake, for your siblings, you kind of want to be there and experience Christmas together. But yet the climate doesn't feel like home.
5: Well, you, you know, um, Bob and I had only met a few times before that Christmas. So, you know, I wanted—I didn't want him to think that just my reservations were um, what I was feeling toward him. Mm. So that Christmas, I know I spent a lot of time trying to, you know, engage with him, make him feel like I loved him, and, you know, just sort of fought my battle behind closed doors kind mm. of thing.
3: That leaves you kind of feeling isolated and alone, I would think, to some degree.
5: Somewhat. But I had my husband there with me to, you know, talk it through and let me know that, you know, what I was feeling was normal.
3: I so appreciate Jonelle sharing that, uh, Dennis, because essentially what she's pointing out is that there's a mixed bag of emotions. On the one hand, uh, she's wanting to engage the family. She's wanting to engage her new stepdad, Bob. Mom's married this guy. She's wanting to get to know him and experience a relationship with him. And then at the same time, there's this inner turmoil going on and she is pulling away and feeling like she's got to deal with it on her own and is just confused. It's, It's not home. And that just kind of brings to the surface how complicated the holidays can be for families. Essentially, the commentary here is that they are trying to become family. That's really what's happening those early years of the blended family experience. They're trying to figure out how to be family with one another. And and, and there's newness on every corner. And so getting to that place where it does feel comfortable
2: is really a a journey that takes many years, I would think. And I want to ask uh, you, Bob, um, did you have some high expectations uh, about that first Christmas with Vicky's uh, Vicky's uh, family?
1: You know, I really did, and and it's pretty interesting. We had taken some lead on uh, as as we were getting counseled in our remarriage that we would try to start some new traditions, and we made every effort to make uh, new things sort of happen in in our new family. And the interesting thing that happened is when it came to Christmas, that tradition sort of uh, superseded anything else that we had expected. It's not like Valentine's Day where you can just change the location and change the type of cookie or candy or cake that you use. Hmm. We were put under pressure um, by my children to hold the tradition in place. And uh, it was quite interesting.
6: Yeah, well, when they uh, came to us and said that they wanted to um, maybe change things up a little bit, do things a little bit differently, I just said, no. For 30 (laughs) years of my life, I've had Christmas Eve at my dad's house, Mm. and I will be there Christmas Eve with my family every year until, until. (laughs) And um, I just felt like for my children, I wanted them to see the traditions that I grew up with and how lucky for them to have Gigi here to um, make this wonderful Christmas Eve happen. It's magical, and um, they've added some new things, and we have started some new traditions, but our old tradition of Christmas Eve is still intact.
0: Mm. You know, Ron, as Katie's uh, talking about this, I'm thinking back to when Marianne and I first got married, and we tried to figure out how we blended Mm -hmm. her traditions of growing Mm -hmm. up the way her family did it with my tradition, how our family did it. And, you know, it took a little adjusting. Yep. You, there's a degree of difficulty that's
3: added here. That's right. That's right. That's there were two of you. Yeah. There were two of you when you and Mary were trying to do it, and we were a little more flexible. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and and highly motivated towards right. finding what will make one another happy, and that's part of what's happening with some step families, is the adults are more motivated than sometimes the kids are, and so the adults kind of assume that the kids will join them in the motivation. Bob and Vicki had wonderful intentions. Let's do some new things. Let's And and in their mind, that's part of becoming family. Let's find the us. Let,
4: let me interrupt just a minute, Ron, because our issue, which I think that we didn't face, was we had a fracture within the family, hmm. within the children. Um, we had some who no longer wanted to have... Christmas on Christmas Eve, so the uh, fracture there was among Bob's children, and we were just agreeable to make any changes to Christmas we needed to make, Mm -hmm. and as a family, I stepped back and said, Bob, you need to make those decisions with your kids if you're going to change Christmas completely, what it used to look like getting together on Christmas Eve. That's when Katie came to me and said, we're going to keep this tradition. We've always been with you and with Dad on Christmas Eve, and we want to continue to be with Dad on Christmas Eve. And that now is going to include you. And I want my children with Big Daddy and Gigi on Christmas Eve. So the fracture there wasn't between the parents and the kids as much as it was a fracture between the kids. Some wanted to maintain the family tradition that the Medays had always had, and another family member wanted to do away with everything. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and, Ron, just listening to Vicky talk about this, I can see how a blended family coming together with all the expectations, the excitement, yeah. the, you know, we're going to begin our lives together. Could really get ambushed mm-hmm. by these differing opinions and expectations of their
0: their own children. Well, I'm just sitting here thinking, what if Jonelle had stepped into the mix and said, "No, we get Christmas Eve. Katie should have. Mm-hmm. She gets something else. We get we get Christmas. What What do you do if you've got your family and his family
3: and? And they both want the same thing so let 's talk about a couple of principles because there is no one answer. What do you do all right? One of the principles is flexibility first of all, you know as is evident in bob and vicky 's heart, you know their intention was to find the win win something that that works for the kids, and they 're willing to be adaptable and let's just do whatever it is that they need to do so that this holiday can be a season of joy for them. And yet even then with that attitude, it got complex because they had differences of opinion about what that would look like even among the children. So flexibility says, boy, we may not be able to figure this one out so that everybody wins. We do have to talk to all the parties involved. In this case, all the kids are adults. And so it's easier to have that conversation than with families that have younger kids and a five-year-old and a seven-year-old sometimes don't even know how to verbalize what they want. But we're going to try to talk to as many people as we can and get out in front of this. That's one of my other principles is be proactive about the holidays. You can't wait to the last minute and then throw it together and expect good things necessarily. Get way out in front of it. Plan, plan, talk, dialogue, plan some more, and then still be flexible. So if you haven't had a conversation
0: (laughs) yet for this Christmas, you're probably a little behind the eight ball. Yeah, it may be a little
3: late, but start now,
2: you know. But but what do you do when somebody gets their feelings hurt? Hmm. I mean, it sounded to me like, uh, and Katie, don't let me put words in your mouth here. No, but
0: you see her smiling
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, your your feelings kind of got hurt. You kind of bowed up about this, didn't you?
6: Um, My feelings were more hurt towards my siblings and the way that they were handling the Christmas Eve, not feelings hurt with Vicky. I was um, wanting to make sure that Vicky knew that she was included in our tradition because she loved and married my dad. My feelings were not hurt. Well, I guess I could say they, they were hurt on Christmas Eve when, you know, a family member didn't show up and they've been hurt, you know, the last four years when that family member hasn't shown up. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, you were extending the olive branch to your stepmom and it cost you something with your siblings.
6: Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And,
2: and what's interesting here, and Bob, I want you to comment on this, when you see your kids and all is not well with them as a parent, you just cringe. I mean, it 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 goes down deep, doesn't it?
1: You know, it absolutely does. And the, the disappointment and uh, the heartbreak there is is pretty immense. We did have to literally just nail this day down and say it is going to be what it's been. We're standing there, and that was what, what I was called on to do. And uh, thankfully, Katie came along, you know, as an early adopter.
3: So we've talked about two principles so far, be proactive, plan, 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 and number two, be flexible. Even with the plan, you still might have to go with the flow. But here's another principle I would give those who are listening today, and that's compartmentalize. This is not a fix-all. Again, when people say, what do we do in this case when there's differences of opinions between siblings, between step-parents, step-kids, different sides of the family – What they're really asking is how do we make this perfect for everyone, okay? And I want to just be frank and honest and candid and say you can't. You can't do that every time. That's a function of your family growing together over time and finding the fit. And many times that takes years, okay? In the meantime, while you're trying to find what that answer looks like, compartmentalize. That's the idea that it's okay for some family members to get together the week before Christmas and open gifts. Because the kids are going to be with you that weekend and not the weekend of Christmas. Or you get together after Christmas and do something special. Or a parent spends time with their biological children and uh, the step-parent says, you know what, you guys got the afternoon and I'm staying out of that. So you can honor your tradition that you've had for 30 years together as a family. All of those kinds of uh, examples are compartmentalizing the different relationships within the home. That feels weird to adults because they feel like that's a failure sometimes. Uh-huh. They feel like, um, yeah. wow, because we're not all together. We're not all blended, that somehow we failed. And I say, no, 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 that's not true. What we're doing is we're just acknowledging that today you're not blended and we're not going to force everybody into a love relationship on our time. We're going to allow them to find a love relationship on their own time. Bob, I'm curious, as you look back on that first blended
0: Christmas together, um Did you get through the season and think what used to be a season of joy is now a season of kind of depressing? You know, I'm just imagining that you'd get to the end of Christmas and just go, that was miserable. I don't want to do that again.
1: Yes, we did get through it, but there was a high level of stress. And even right now as we're approaching this Christmas, we can begin to feel the stress um, begin to grow. Wait, wait, wait. wait.
0: This is is five years later? Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, it is still there. You guys aren't blended yet. (laughs) No, we're not. We're 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 struggling along. Dennis had mentioned earlier about um, uh, kind of an ambush at Christmas, and let me just tell you an interesting thing that happened to us on our first Christmas. And um, I'm I'm not sure how if this was an ambush or exactly what happened, but I had um, retained some gifts that I was going to give to Vicky, special gifts. And I had retained those to open when we had Christmas with Joan Ellen Stacy. She had retained a couple of precious gifts that she was giving to me because we were in love with each other or are in love with each other. And she was retaining those gifts to be opened in front of my children. So when we had Christmas with my children, out came these gifts and Vicky gave them to me. And they were precious and they were really meaningful for me and it was a wonderful gift. Got no reaction from mm. my children. Mm. Zero. The air just got let out of the room. Likewise, the next morning when we were sharing Christmas with uh, Vicky's children, same thing. I brought a couple of wonderful gifts out, presented them to Vicki, had lots of enthusiasm about it, and looked up, and the air had been let out of the room again. L was blank. Stacy was blank. We got sort of ambushed right mm. there. Mm-hmm. And actually, as a result of that, we now share our Christmas privately, even do a getaway uh, sometimes a week or so before, kind of keep our coupleness out of our familyness. <laughs> it seems like Christmas there became a, a family event, and when we thought I thought everybody was going to be really excited to see me, bless Vicky, she thought everybody was going to be excited to see Vicky, bless me. And it just, it just bombed.
3: Ron, what's going on there? The awkwardness of seeing your parent hug and be affectionate towards somebody who's not your biological parent. The, just the loyalty conflicts that sometimes even adult children feel, and I know younger children feel. Just the awkwardness of the couple is highly invested in their success as a couple, more so than the children are invested in the success of the couple. And just the gap there, it. It, it just creates an awkwardness. You know, one of the things that I love about this family and what they're sharing with us today is that they're being real and they're sharing that it's a process to become family to one another. And in the beginning, Bob and Vicky's expectations about how the kids would react to their special time was not satisfied. And they found a different way to get through that at this point in their life. And that's what I love about them is they're still finding their way, not only them, but the kids and the grandkids and that's what healthy step families do they don't quit on the process they stay after it
2: and they need coaching because it's, Amen. it's yeah it's very <laughs> it's, it's a very complex family structure mm-hmm. and it takes coaching to plan 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 and to kind of take the urgency out of it say we will be a family we're going to have a family this year this mm-hmm. first christmas it has to happen now and what i hear them saying and you saying Ron is it takes time, 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 and it takes a long time for these two families to perhaps come together, and maybe they'll never come together as we imagine it in our minds. But it does help to uh,
0: to go through this, to have a, a a mentor, to have maybe another couple that, like the Madeys, are a few years down the road here who can say, boy, we made some mistakes, or uh, "Here, here are some things we learned along the way, It helps to have some coaching like uh, Ron Deal has been providing for us today. And Ron's written a book called The Smart Step Family that really is a classic book when it comes to how you make a blended family relationship work as well as it can possibly work. You can go to FamilyLifeToday.com for more information about that book. Ron has a brand new booklet that he's put together for children called Life in a Blender. And it's written for kids... Elementary through high school to help them understand a lot of what they're feeling, put words to it, and help them understand the adjustments that they can make to make life work better for everybody in a blended family. So look for information about Life in a Blender, brand new booklet from Ron Deal, and the book The Smart Step Family when you go to familylifetoday.com. That's our website, familylifetoday.com, or call toll-free 800 358 6329. That's 1-800-F as in family, L as in life, and then the word today. And then be sure to join us back here again tomorrow when we're going to continue talking about the holidays and blended families and how you uh, how you work to make that as good as it can be. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Hope you can be here. I want to thank our engineer today, Keith Lynch, and our entire broadcast production team. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We'll see you back tomorrow for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production
3: of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas. Help for today. Hope for tomorrow.